When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. It is championship week leading into Selection Sunday. As slots in the field of 68 are being gobbled up, including one by Drake at Arch Madness in St. Louis. A big win on Sunday against Bradley. Uh, back in the MVC title game and now back in the NCAA tournament. And the head coach, Darren DeVries, joins us. First of all, congratulations. There was a uh, large following at Oscars that was cheering on uh, you, uh, Tucker, and the uh, Drake Bulldogs. Well, that sounds wonderful just right there. Some, some Oscars, <laughs> and wings. <laughs> it's, uh, it's early morning, but uh, we could probably make that happen already. Hey, how nice, first and foremost, how nice was it to go to St. Louis and when you look down the bench, Roman Penn and DJ Wilkins were getting ready to come into the game as part of the starting lineup and not sitting in street clothes like they have in the past. Yeah, we, we practiced in bubble wrap the whole week. Um, <laughs> just, uh, I was so excited to have all the guys there and healthy and, and not in street clothes. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was an awesome moment for them just to be out there and, and getting to play and play together uh, in a conference tournament. Yeah, and when, when you, Coach, looking at now the waiting game, and I know – when you're with Creighton and back in the Missouri Valley Conference days too, there was always that week of kind of letting everything else unfold. What is that like for you? What What do you do with the team, and do you pay attention to any of the sort of the, the bracketology forecasts, if you will? I think it's the greatest week to ever be a coach. It's once you know you're in, and <laughs> yeah. we get this whole week just to watch watch all the brackets come out, and you just get to see your name. Uh, up there each time you just double check make sure it's still up there but, uh, uh, yeah it's uh it's an awesome week it's the one advantage of when you when you do win your conference tournament a week week ahead of time um, it takes all the waiting out of it and, and uh, the stress of knowing whether you're going to make it or not now if you're on the bubble it's awful yeah <laughs> then you then you watch every game and you're cheering for teams you never even thought you'd be cheering mm-hmm. for to win or lose that whole week you have uh, people that have followed you you have an older team. I mean, you have guys that you can rent a car, okay? When you get 25, you can rent a car. You don't need any uh, special stipulation. You have that experience, and as we mentioned, you're finally healthy. You, you've had some just freak injuries at the wrong time of the year that have uh, impacted you the last couple of years, but you're going to the NCAA tournament for the second time in three years. How much of the experience of guys that were there a couple of years ago and add your son and a couple of other pieces will be so important when you find out on Sunday, okay, this is where we're going, this is where we're playing, and this is how we have to prepare. Yeah, I hope it plays a part. I mean, experience never guarantees you know anything, but uh, it certainly is helpful. Um, I would like the team we're playing to have no experience. That'd be even better. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I do like the fact that we've had guys that have been there. Um, we have an older group. Uh, they're, they're experienced. I, I, I just they're not going to get rattled by the moment. So that makes it, um, you know, as a coach, you feel feel good about that, at least going into it. You know, I know you get asked this a lot about Tucker and watching his game evolve when you go from, you know, sort of still being green to just the, the, the pace and everything with college basketball to, you know, being the, you know, the player of the year, the, the most outstanding player in the tournament. When you just watched his game develop and as it's meshed with his team, what has really stood out in that process? I think the biggest thing is he's really worked hard to like yeah. continue to add to his game, you know, from maybe as a freshman, more of the catch and shoot to now adding 
um, you know, taking taking people off the dribble, you know, posting up a little bit, uh, being a distributor. Uh, and that's the part of the game I think that's grown the most for him. And I, I think there's still, you know, plenty of room for him to continue to grow. And, and he just loves to do it, loves to work at it and, and challenge himself. And um, so that part uh, is kind of fun to watch, too, as, as he puts the time into it to continue to get better and better. I think anybody, especially if they watched on uh, Sunday, um, the smile you had on your face as your team was able to to win a game. And that's a good Bradley team that the week before in Peoria, uh, they beat you and they celebrated. You got to celebrate in St. Louis. But the, the smile on your face, D-Rock, as, as your guys got to experience that for the first time of winning the conference championship, and you got to experience it with your son. And, and I think we've talked about this. And, and from your time of whether you're in Waukee sitting in the stands as, uh, as, as dad or at Elkhorn South, do you get to enjoy what Tucker's doing? Because I, I think I know you, you maybe don't want to go all the way and brag. I mean, he's had a heck of a run for two years. But do you get to enjoy watching him play as dad? Or is it always from a coach's uh, viewpoint? I think 90% of it is from a, a coach's viewpoint. But um, the, the before and after the games and, and watching the film and, and, and the little moments, you know, the hugs after, at the end of a game like uh, the other day, like, those are the times where you you feel the dad uh, when when we're in it you know and playing and, and competing uh, it's 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 coach and coach and player uh, for sure and but outside of that that those are the things that you enjoy the most uh, or you know especially as a parent to to get to you know share those memories together is pretty special coach i i want to get your thoughts on the Missouri Valley Conference right now, and, and you've had so many great memories there, both as now a head coach and as an assistant coach over at Creighton, too, and remembering what Arch Madness is like. And, you know, with a lot of the, the conference realignment, it, it looks different, but, you know, from a standpoint of bringing a team, getting to that final game, being able to feel that that crowd support that you get out of the Des Moines area and all of the Drake fans, is, is, it, is it a conference that you feel like is – is kind of fighting itself again with that basketball identity or, you know, is there still some work to do in your opinion of, of seeing this conference, you know, continue to kind of make those strides and be what it was before? Yeah, I, I think the conference has, has, you know, stayed, you know, steady, I, you know, obviously, you know, you, you lose the Wichita and the Creighton uh, and now recently a Loyola, um, but it, it feels like we're always able to replace it and then mm-hmm. somebody can make a run and, um, you know, you, you you have your ups and downs as, as conferences, you know, all across the country. But I, I feel like it's um, in a very strong position. We added three teams this year that I think are, are going to continue to help us as we move forward and try to become a multi-bid league uh, on a consistent basis. So now it's just about, you know, all the teams going out and performing and, and getting us to that level. Hey, how does how does it work at Drake? I mean, I, I know you're extremely talented. But you got five straight years of 20 or more wins. You play in a really nice arena in the Knapp Center, a really good community at, in Des Moines. Um, you, you're, you've been able to build your roster, whether it be recruiting or portal guys. You just yesterday got a commitment from a really good player that will join you next year. How, how are you able to make it work at Drake, which had struggled a little bit before you uh, left Creighton to go there? Um, I, I just think it's a great situation. Um, you know, it's uh, Des Moines, a, a beautiful city, uh, and Drake's uh, a you know wonderful university. We have a lot to sell. You know, academic standpoint, uh, facility standpoint, and uh, I, I think you know we we got fortunate that we had a um, a good group of guys that kind of established it the, our first year, and and then we've been able to add along the way, and, and guys have really bought into it, and 
um, they just enjoy it. I mean, I, I think we have a team that just enjoys, um, you know, being a part of what we have going and, and um, you know, love just being out there competing together and, and challenging themselves to, you know, continue to grow as, as people and players. So it, it's been a fun process and, and um, you know, looking forward to, you know, hopefully making a run here in March. As you guys kind of carry the flag for the conference right now, too, in the constant changing landscape of college hoops and college athletics in general, too, for you, between NIL, transfer portal, and being able to balance all of that while trying to, to maintain the spot at the top of the standings to going forward, do you feel like you guys are positioned pretty well to, to handle all that, to use the transfer portal as you may, and, and to also stay as competitive as you can with NIL? Yeah, I do. I, I feel like uh, you have to. You have to be, you know, as, as the game and the rules of the game change, you have to evolve with it or get left behind. And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, our university and, and uh, our support within the community has been terrific. And, and um, you know, we've positioned ourselves with some upgrades and facilities and things uh, as well to, to give us a chance as we continue to move forward in this changing college landscape to, to continue to be competitive. Darren DeVries, head basketball coach at Drake. We'll get you out on this. As people have watched you play, and they're going to get to know more about your team, um, so they'll, the names like Roman Penn, and, and, and I've seen you play, so I can rattle these off, but you got Roman Penn, you got Brody who had a big shot over the weekend, um, and on and on, and DJ Wilkins, and of course your son. But explain to me, because I think one of the most fascinating guys on your roster, I think really showcases your program how does a walk-on from Newton, Iowa, and Garrett Sturts become one of the best players ever at Drake? <laughs> I must tell you, I have no idea. <laughs> he is the most unique player I've ever coached in, in, in 25 years of coaching. I mean, he is just uh, terrific. I wish we could do, you know, take what he does and bottle it up and teach everybody how to do it, but it's just something he's just got. And um, his ability at 6'3", and probably at you know, 14, 15, you know, vertical jump. Uh, he, uh, he, it's amazing what he's able to get done uh, from a rebounding instinct standpoint. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, he, I mean, I remember him at Newton and he was a scrawny six foot three guy to where he is he, now. That's great for him. He still is. He's six three one seventy. It's, um, I mean, it's just amazing what he's able to do. Well, hey, congratulations. You know, I'm a big fan of yours and, of course, my connection to uh, Coach Richter and, and have an I.O. play for you and now uh, remain on your staff. Happy for the uh, Bulldog family and uh, good luck on Sunday with uh, your opponent and your location and uh, good luck next week as well, D-Rock. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. That's uh, Darren DeVries, uh, former Creighton assistant, now at uh, Drake in his fifth year. Uh, they got things rolling over there and second time in three years they're going to the NCAA tournament. They win as an at-large a couple years ago during the COVID year. And in the play-in game, they beat Wichita State, which was huge. And then they gave USC a great game. And a lot of that core of that team is back this year. And then you add his son, who is the top NBA prospect out of the Missouri Valley Conference. Yeah. Now the question is, how long Tucker will stay at Drake? Mm -hmm. I mean, people are wondering how long Darren will stay at Drake. And he, as he said, he's got a good situation there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you can win at Drake. And if you're in a conference, you know, what have I always said? Jimmy was with me during the whole coaching search with Matt Rule, is sometimes the best job you have is your current job. Yep. You know, you, you want to move up and challenge yourself, and he's had plenty of opportunities of people have been interested. But if you're in a if you if you like your job and you like who you work for, 
and you're in a basketball conference, even though it's mid-major, but you have the opportunity to get there as an at-large, then that kind of, you know, you're not always looking around the corner for the next job. And the people in Des Moines are very fortunate to have Darren as long as he's been there. And, I mean, they're now, they're recruiting really well. They recruit on this side of the river. They're recruiting nationally. It's um, a good place. Yeah, you they, said so when you guys went out there beginning of basketball season. Yeah, they got things they got things rolling. This is this is a team when you get your bracket on Sunday night, uh, and I think Drake is around eleven, maybe a twelve. Um you don't want to be that five, five or that six playing them. Yeah. Because they're gonna cause you issues because mm-hmm. they're not built like most mid major teams. They are built like a a, a power six conference team that mm-hmm. not at the top of a conference, but middle of the pack that's got great size and they've got guards. And guards and experience in the NCAA tournament go a long way. And then, oh, by the way, you have a slasher coming 6-7 off the wing in Tucker DeVries, who, when you need a bucket, he goes and gets you a bucket. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to ask him because I, I'm sure it's, it's so far from his his thought process, at least what he's willing to admit. But, you know, you move into that 11 line, you know, where Creighton could find themselves, too, in a 6 well, line. you think about it this year. There is... How much separation actually will there be between we always look at the eight and the nines, the seven and the tens. Yeah. But as as college basketball has changed with the transfer portal and the one and dones, the seven ten game isn't as distant. The six eleven game isn't as distant. We always seem to get a five versus twelve yeah. upset. And then we look back and we go, Man, that probably really wasn't an upset. No. So I don't we're we're not gonna get to the days of a two and a 15, you know, an Oral Roberts or an FGCU, and you go, ah, that's commonplace. Yeah. I mean, that's still a big gap. One, two, uh, three, playing the 14. Yeah, even a 14 three. I'm like, but when you get to the five versus 12s yep. and the six versus 11s, there's not a ton of separation, and especially, but but this year, I mean, do you guys think there'll be more upsets or will there be more chalk, considering that there is a lot of parity and there's no really outside of five teams where you go, that team's going to win the national championship or that team will be playing on the second weekend. Well, on Friday, that's what Kevin told us, you know, it's just setting up to be chalk because of that. He goes, oh, it's parody, everything's wide open, and then you end up with four ones. Like, hey, hey, wait a minute. And I I feel like you you get a little bit of the thinning of the herd in that that first round where you're going to see a couple of upsets. You're going to, and the the 12-5 is always a popular one. In fact, I would love to go back in the last 10 years and see how many each year, how many uh, 12 fives have we seen where the 12 is one? Because I feel like that's at least you're probably hitting half of those uh, on average. And yeah, now 11 six, I don't think it is such a stretch where you're looking at that 11 seed as, you know, so far beneath that six seed that they're going up against. So I don't even consider those major upsets anymore. When I think of major upsets in college basketball at the NCAA tournament, I'm thinking basically 13 seed and lower. Hell, maybe even 14 seed and lower now at this point because it does become commonplace. But there is always, and we've seen this before, there always seems to be enough of the more strong, traditionally strong programs, even not just the Blue Bloods, but just well-positioned programs, that if they're around in the round of 32 or Sweet 16, that's when you typically see those teams kind of get on a roll a little bit because whether it's their bench, their depth, or how, you know, how the you know being battle-tested. But that first... You know, that Thursday and Friday, that's why we love it, because it's it's no holds barred. It, and it's then the well, strong programs that remain that you typically do see maybe have a little bit more of the staying power. So if you're Creighton, you don't want to be a five seed. Hey, remain a six. So what? We're going to run the table and beat UConn because we're better defensively mm-hmm. uh, in the Big East tournament, and that might help us to a five. <laughs> just decline it. Say, yeah. I just want to be a six. 
Can you guarantee us a six? We'll just stay, we'll take that. Remember last take a week year, off. Teddy Allen in New Mexico State beat UConn. Yep. Who? Oh, it's been 311 days since <laughs> I was beating Nebraska in football, men's basketball, volleyball, or baseball. You're gonna who bring got up the who tournament? Got, who got beat as a five seed last year? Yep, that would be the that Iowa Hawkeyes. my bracket. That the is spiders from Richmond. Oh. Remember that Iowa? Ooh, I had so that, that one. Remember that Iowa team? It was good. The run they had in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. I mean, they were on fire. They won the Big Ten tournament. I thought they're going to do it, and that's the last time I trusted Fran. And Kelly Pfeiffered him. <laughs> but did he, did he stare back at you? But the the twelve seed is on a. I mean, it, it's more commonplace now. Mm-hmm. We've had fifty fifty three since this the tournament expanded in eighty five. We've had 53, 12 over a five yeah, upsets. That, that does not surprise me. Now, we have had at the same time 55, 11 over sixes. And we've had 56 over, 56 of them have been 10 over sevens. Yeah. And, but, but, and here's the, I mean, the, the seven seed line is your, you know, if you're on the five seed line, you're in a, your top 25 team. Yeah. Seven seed line, you're close. Um, I, just, I, I think that from five to six to seven, the gap is closed. Yeah, I feel like when, when filling out a bracket and you're looking for an upset, I feel like when you get to the 13-4, that's where you're kind of, all right, I'm going to be a little bit, I'm going to show some some conies here. I mean, Creighton has one of those 12 over fives. Mm-hmm. When they beat Florida, they yeah, were the 12 one, seed, yeah. no two. Mm-hmm. It's, anymore, it's more commonplace. And I think as we've gotten a little bit, away from the dominant or the real top-heavy college basketball field where it's not like two, three, or four teams and then it's just everyone else, good luck, where there's a little bit more of parity or a little more logjam between, say, teams 10 through 40. It lends itself to 12s and 11s having more than just a puncher's chance because it's March. But looking at the roster where you could say – Maybe a point or two when it comes down to the Vegas odds that might separate them. So this is from Whopper, 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 Junior Whopper. Uh, 12 seeds, 17 and 23 in the past 10 tournaments. So as of right now, on a bracket that I just pulled up, Iowa State Charleston, TCU Oral Roberts, St. Mary's Toledo, Miami Drake. Hmm. Miami Drake would be a fantastic in-depth matchup. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one on the CBS Sports one, too. Oral Roberts needs to win tonight. If not, they will draw the ire of Nebraska fans because they might be an NIT. <laughs> You're be a bid stealer. And that's how you tie it all back together. You're going to bust my NIT bracket. Back for a, a final segment after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.